Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if you have been following along, welcome back to Men's Roundtable Training. The goal of MRT training is to help men feel competent to facilitate MRT studies and create discipleship opportunities in the lives of the men they lead. My colleague Turner Vaughn and I, we've been reviewing sections of the MRT Facilitator Handbook and giving practical next steps for new MRT facilitators. Today, Turner and I are answering the question, what does it look like to be a great MRT facilitator? facilitator. We're focusing on page six and seven of the MRT facilitators handbook. So let's jump in. Turner, how are you doing today? Doing well, Chris. How are you? Man, it's been a good day. Today we're talking about just being a great facilitator, what that looks like. So why don't you kick us off? Yeah. So on page six, I mean, just the, these ideas that you have to be clear in communicating expectations from the get go. And and this is true in a lot of things that you do in life, but particularly in, in leading a group of people, group of men through a study, is to be clear in how you communicate expectations, not only to keep yourself accountable for what you're actually trying to do, but then also just to create kind of a rhythm in a, of expectation that these guys know, okay, hey, this is what's going to happen That's each right. week. You know, I get, I get this email or this text message, and he's asking us some things to think through, and you create kind of a rhythm around how you're, how you're leading. And That's so... Right. That can look a bunch of different ways. And so we got some things listed out here for you. But I think one of the ways is to actually think strategically about the questions as, as you're looking through it and say, okay, where do I want to start? Which one of these maybe might be a great jumping off point um, that I can point to? And, and even just communicate in an email or a text message like, hey, I'd love to hit these couple things. I, I've been thinking about it, listened through it, and... Here's some thoughts. Point A, point B, point C. Again, not trying to reteach the material, just bringing attention to some particular things that you want these guys to kind of hone in on, and and even just come expectant, that's you know, right. to know that hey, that's what we're gonna, that's what we're gonna work through. Well, it helps me if I'm a participant to know that you're engaged and that you're expecting me to engage. No, definitely, and I think too, just using your own personal stories and examples whenever. That's right. Um, applicable, but it's just, it's very helpful in translating it again from this, this generic study that they're going through or it can feel that way. And you're really helping them, you know, cause some of them, they, they you know, they might not know Matt, might not know Bill, mm-hmm. they're not connected to them in a very personal way, but you're helping to make this content personal for them in communicating your own story and kind of how you've learned through this material. And, yeah. and I think being, um, being supportive and allowing other guys to talk. I mean, that's, that's a crucial piece of this and it's knowing where you, where you tend on all that. Are you a guy that's going to over talk or kind of over fill in the blank space whenever it gets awkward, but being supportive and just creating an environment where other guys can, can jump in. Um, And so I think one of the pieces that we really want to be clear on in, in men's round table, um, and it goes in hand with the curriculum that we're talking about is we want these guys to take some ownership. And so like giving them some things to do before they come, giving them some things to do after they leave, you mm-hmm. know, that they're not just disengaging the rest of the time um, and only really engaging with this stuff for the hour that you guys are together. Yeah. But instead you're giving them things to do, questions to work through, things to think about, and you're prompting them both before and after. Um, yeah. So what would be some examples that you would advise a MRT facilitator to do in that area? Well, and I think 
you could even pinpoint certain guys each week to say, hey, great job sharing last week, you know, follow up on something, a connecting point there, and then say, hey, wh- why don't you take a question, take this question. You might have even picked the question out for him and say, hey, why don't you come and just be ready to share about that yeah, this good. week? You know, you're, you're not doing it maybe across the board, but you might pick a different guy mm-hmm. each week to kind of be prepared for something. And that's something we'll talk about when we're talking about helping to kind of develop these guys to be able to lead as well. But you're really, you're really pulling some things out of them and giving them an opportunity to, that's right to, to lead even in in the group environment while they're going through it. And I think going through and choosing questions, right. That are, that are helpful because you're, you're probably not going to have time to go line by line, Mm -hmm. you know, work through each question. You might, you know, depending on how, how far you go deep into each of those, but really being focused on, Hey, I I know I want to hit this. I know I want to hit that. And in particular, I know I want every single guy to answer this question. That's good. And we want to give a big chunk to to that. And that'll just help you kind of have a roadmap for your time together. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. And I think part of that, and you're going to talk a little bit about questions here in a second, but remember to ask open-ended questions, right? Guys are super, super talented at answering yes and no questions or, Mm -hmm. you know, even just one word answers Mm -hmm. type thing, but really being open-ended like, well, how, how did God work in you this mm-hmm. week? Yeah. Or tell me about a time in your life that this happened to you, you know, and then just being real clear um, on how you ask questions and how you engage them in that way yeah. to just avoid the, yeah, no, it was hard. Yeah. That was, that was a challenging time, you know, being able to ask that in a way um, that's helpful. And, and, and sometimes you can just have a cheat, cheat sheet you know you can write down some questions have some things to say yeah that good follow-up question if you do get that one answer response or that's that one word response you can have a list of questions be like okay well tell me more about that or what happened after that like how 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 has god worked since then you know those type of questions yeah that's good i often have found sometimes real helpful framework for questions or just thinking through, like when someone says a single word answer, like yes or sure, or, you know, that that sometimes like if I ask what, what does that mean to you? That's more of a missional question. It's more of kind of like sure. a focus. Yeah. It's, what I, it's what I do. Why answers the question. It's a belief. It's a motives question. So, you know, why do you think that way? Why do you tend to believe that? You know, that, that's always helpful. And then how is always a good strategy question. So if you're talking to someone and you want to you understand more of the the way in which they process information. You say, well, mm-hmm. that's interesting. How do you think through that? Like, how do you apply that in your life? And then I think often sometimes we don't dream often. We're not, we're not really great at imagining the future. Sure. And so uh, sometimes I'll, I'll think like, well, well, where would you like to be in a year if you kept doing that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just to help them cultivate their own imagination a bit. And sometimes I find that those questions, you know, the what, the why, the how, the where are good ways to just kind of, where is this person that I could help answer a question? And where could I help answer that question? Sure. Or where could I get someone else? You know, maybe they're not talking and I could say, Hey, Bob, you know, what do you think about that? Why do you, why would you do that? You know, have you ever experienced that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say you could even, for some guys you could say, Hey, if you could flip a switch, yeah, if you could press a button and Every challenge, difficulty, thing, whatever trouble in your life would would be fixed. Yeah. What what would that look like? What sure. would your life look like? That's right. And in some ways, you can actually reveal true priorities, because what they say next might reveal kind of where they're 
where their head is at, where their mind is at, what, yeah. what they actually value. That's right. And you're able to kind of say that in such a way to get them to be honest, yeah. maybe more so than they, they might be if you're just asking them practical questions. But if you get theoretical yeah. too, sometimes just to ask them to kind of open up and say, well, what if all this was fixed? That's like, right. What if everything, your marriage was great, kids were great. Like what, mm-hmm. what would that, what would that look like yeah. for you? That's good. Yeah. Well, on page six is another section that helps us focus on asking good questions. And so asking good questions is a great strategy for not only getting people's attention, but also for helping your group members dig deep into the why of their struggles. So it's, it may be tempting to accept a surface answer and move on, but don't be afraid to ask follow-up questions and try to get to the heart of the matter. Doing this in a group context, it takes time and practice, but if you keep asking questions as long as possible, you can and will help men discover for themselves what is keeping them from authentic manhood. So we're going to give you a tool that we found very helpful, and we're going to put this in the show notes, but it is a teaching that Peter Hubbard did in 2018 called Asking Great Questions. This was a teaching that was done in the 2018 Community and Care Leader Retreat. Do you remember that, Turner? I do. Yeah, it was super helpful for me because one of the, and this will be in that resource, but kind of the question killer piece. Yep. I am <laughs> a me monster, yes. right? And an idea in, in an effort for me to relate to other people. Yep. I will often just tell stories about myself That's right. and try to relate yeah, and, do that, and do that. And what ends up happening is I'm talking a ton about myself and I'm not actually listening to, <laughs> yeah. to the person that I'm talking yeah. to, you know, cause I'm so concerned about relating to them that yeah. I'm not like, and it can also come across as me trying to one up them mm-hmm. or trying to share a story like, well, you think that's cool. Let me tell you what, you know, happened yeah. to me. And there's a, <laughs> there's a comedy routine that kind of talks about the me monster, Yeah, but you can identify like, or where do you naturally go when you're asking questions? That's right. And yeah. that ultimately kind of kill, <laughs> kill the conversation. Yeah, that you're it kills having. momentum and it yeah. kills the opportunity to, to, to help men discover what authentic manhood looks like for themselves. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good yeah. self-awareness tool. That's right. Sure. That's right. Yeah, I would. Um, and we'll talk more about that um, towards the end of this episode, but another great resource is questions in a box. Um, if you go Google that, or if you go to the app store and you want to try to just get good at asking questions, you could create a habit maybe every day, set an alarm at 2 PM and just look at some of the questions on there and just see how would you engage someone with those questions. So that might be something else that you could check out. So to kind of land the plane on this episode, I want to touch on page seven, digging deeper. What are some things that we can do there in that area with our men to help us dig deeper, Turner? Yeah. And we've, we've hit on some of it, but some of that is just being able to share your own struggles, share Mm -hmm. your own story, be clear for yourself on where God has been working and all that. And some of that might take you writing it down yourself and kind of seeing, okay, what has God done and be, be willing and able to, to share that clearly, but then also to, to pull back those layers so that we're getting past the circumstantial, like the question I asked before, like if my life was just fixed by flipping a switch, right. And all my circumstances and, and situations changed for the better going below that. Okay. So what, what is actually going on? What's a core idol that you're struggling with? Is it comfort? Is it, is it fear? Is it affirmation? And, mm-hmm. and what does the gospel, what does Jesus and what he did on the cross have to say about that and yeah. kind of bringing that to bear? And so you can get past just the practical leadership kind of 
almost borderline if you're not careful it can tend to that self-help category yeah, so you know true. without getting to some heart some are heart issues and so yeah and just asking those questions of like we said before like what are you afraid of yeah you know what what's what's holding you back from opening up about this topic yeah. and even recognizing when you do get into difficult conversations that might be super complex and super nuanced and you can kind of read the the room too if, yeah. if a guy shares something that's clearly raw for him and you can even just say hey i'd love to let's talk about that more after yeah. like let's let's find a time to meet let's yeah. keep moving here in this time but there's i definitely want to unpack that with you that way you're not minimizing what he's actually kind of working through and processing yeah but you're also able to to facilitate the group and to continue to have versus just getting off on, Hey, the rest of this hour is going to be to help this guy, you know, because everybody kind of wants to, wants to be a part and help. So, and you can identify those. Um, and I think the crosstalk is really helpful with this too. Um, and encouraging men to be willing to reach out to one another, you know, part of that sharing the roster, sharing phone numbers, all that. But when one guy says something in a group, there might be another guy there who's gone through the exact same thing. Yeah. They can touch base afterwards, mm-hmm. go get coffee. And then there's discipleship that's happening within the group, yeah. not just from you leading them, but then there's kind of that cross discipleship and right. conversations that yeah, can really, really help good. take a different, take a different level. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like how you said acknowledging maybe after the group to connect one-on-one and, there's going to be moments where guys are going to want to talk to you about stuff because you're leading the group and they might want to have some beyond conversations. And so I would say, you know, don't give up on guys if they don't show up or maybe they don't answer their phone immediately. Like, you know, men are trying to figure out what it looks like to move and be responsible for the people and the situations that God puts in their lives. So be patient and, and know that digging deep is going to take work just like, anything it's going to be hard and um but there's so much fruit in it when you just can stay committed and you work the process so yeah i think too like having the freedom to say i don't know yeah i don't know the answer to that question but i'm here i'm with you let's let's figure that out let's talk to mrt lee let's talk to the pastors here on staff at whatever campus you're at like not feeling like you have to answer and this is my struggle to you know to have an answer in the moment but be like hey man that sounds really difficult and yeah. really challenging. Like I'd love to walk through that more with you because mm-hmm. even just that conversation gives credibility and like you're validating what they're going through without yeah. trying to patronize them with some answer that you're not even really clear on yourself. That's right. That's right. You know, and want to do the work to walk through something with them. Yeah. And I would even encourage those that are listening that, you know, the next time that you're in a group and maybe someone does ask you a question Mm -hmm. or a question is asked and you know the answer, maybe instead of saying an answer, just wait a little bit and just say, Hey, what do you guys think? You know, even though you know the answer and you know, another uh, one trick that I use that sometimes helps me, I call it the 10 second rule. And if someone asks a question or even I ask a question, I will sometimes count in my mind <laughs> 10 seconds yeah. before I give my permission. Feels like an eternity. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so what did you guys think about that? 
and it's completely awkward. I mean, right. even that no, totally. was awkward because you're. Yeah, like, I was about to start talking. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> you want to have words. You want to hear somebody say something. Fill and the space. We are very quick to want to move, and in, in in some areas, and so in others not, which is interesting. That's a whole another episode for another day. But I think that just just because you have the answers doesn't mean you have to even speak, and that's a challenge. Well, and even that little simple tool will help turn this from teacher-student yeah. relationship to facilitator discussion. That's right. Right, and that's what we're going for. That's right. Well, man, this has been good. Is there anything else we need to touch on today? I think just like most things in life, you know, what you as a facilitator put in to kind of your preparation and how you're going to lead well. And I think there's one note that I would make is that if, if it doesn't go well one week, like in the way you ask questions or how you kind of structure it doesn't go well, just change it up for the next week. That's right. There's nothing to say that you have to stick to your guns. I mean, yeah. you know, an offensive coordinator that <laughs> runs the same play yeah. up the middle, you know, three yards in cloud of dust, like eventually they got to figure out and try something else. So feel free to yeah. not be married to, you know, kind of how you want to lead something and just, if it goes well one week, great. If it goes bad, change some things up and That's see right. how it goes next week. That's right. That's good. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for joining yeah. us today, Turner. Thank you. And uh, as we wrap up today's conversation, I want to thank you for joining us. As a next step, we would encourage you to get with your MRT leader coach. Review Peter Hubbard's message, Asking Great Questions, located in the show notes. Also check out page 13 in the MRT Facilitator's Handbook and challenge yourself by evaluating which question killer you most identify with. Then create a next step that will help you least identify with each one. This is a very challenging and stretching way to get better at this area. And so I want to encourage you to do that. If you have any questions, want to lead a men's roundtable study, or want to get more plugged into what God is calling us to do as men, email us at minutegrace at gracechurchsc.org and we'll get you connected. Check out next week. We're going to be talking about how do I encourage ownership and replicate discipleship and MRT members. You're not going to want to miss it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.